wait, is this a sex thing? Because I am ready for it if it is a sex thing. <laughs> Welcome to Shipwrecks, a podcast where we recommend and review erotic fanfiction. I'm Audrey, and with me here today are my friends Abby and Mira. For the next six episodes, we're exploring the Star Wars fandom. Today we're reading my first selection, Rough Day, a Mandalorian slash reader insert fic by Guardian Angel Cass. As usual, we have a themey little cocktail to go with it, so Abby, could you tell us what we're drinking? Well, today's inspiration actually came from you, Audrey. But it's a aviation cocktail, which is like gin, a little bit of cream de violette, which makes it a really nice kind of like purpley blue color, which has a little bit of that Mandalorian armor color to it. Beskar. Yeah, <laughs> that stuff. <laughs> the things is... that make him a shiny uh, murder daddy, right? Yes, but I think this drink deserves its own name. The addition of glitter is enough, I say, mm-hmm. and that this is a shiny murder daddy. That's what I would call it. <laughs> And drinking a shiny murder daddy and making my friends read porn are like, this is a lot of self-indulgence going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mira, what are you drinking in the pregnancy corner there? I am drinking a grapefruit fizzy water mixed with orange juice. That's pretty good. I mean, it's tasty. <laughs> it would be better with gin in it, but yeah. It's true. I'm in the middle of a, of a strong green olive craving, so I should have arranged some kind of non-alcoholic martini business, but I did not. A non-teeny. Non-teeny. <laughs> so um, we spoil every story we, re- we review, and that's kind of standard operating procedure for us. Um, but I wanted to make an extra note before we started here in case you haven't watched The Mandalorian, because it's still coming out. We are also going to spoil The Mandalorian. So right now, as it stands, I think all of us are up to date which is in the middle of season two. I don't think Disney needs more money, but I do suggest you go ahead and watch it (laughs) if you're interested and you haven't done that yet before listening to this episode, because I think there's going to be no way that we're not going to spoil that. Also, you might want to consider going back and listening to our intro episode to get a little bit more background on who we are if you're just now joining us for this season. Yes. It's up to me to introduce this because it's my pick. So first, if you aren't familiar with Mandalorians, which you might not be if you're kind of a casual Star Wars fan, it's like an ethno-religious warrior culture in Star Wars. And I think if you've only seen like the main Star Wars movies, the one that you'd be most likely to be familiar with is Boba Fett. So Boba Fett is from The Empire Strikes Back. He's the bounty hunter that hunts down Leia and Han. And he had very cool armor and kind of became this fan favorite character, even though he didn't carry a lot of weight um, in that movie. And anyway, we're not talking about Boba Fett. We are talking about the Mandalorian, who we call Mando in the show, um, who's a different dude. His culture will not allow them to ever be seen without their helmets on. And their armor is made out of Beskar, which I mentioned because our drink looks like Beskar this week. And to sum up the show where we're at before this story starts... Mando was a ruthless bounty hunter, and he became the guardian of Baby Yoda. Um, and I think that's all you need to know to understand the start of this story. Is there anything I'm missing, guys? Other than he's shy and probably beautiful under it. Yes. <laughs> he might secretly be Pedro Pascal. Um, and Pedro Pascal, for people who don't know, is Oberyn Martell from Game of Thrones, I think would be the thing. Deep, sigh, beautiful creature <laughs> <laughs> i'm not into like superficially charming guys so i wasn't a huge Oberyn person but i am now a huge pedro pascal person because 
as a human, a nice he's beautiful. I'm, I'm gross. Yeah, he's hot. Yep. <laughs> Nothing to do with the characters he's played. As a yes. human, he's beautiful. <laughs> okay. So um, now to set up the actual story, which is going to be easy because there's not much story here. Um, this is porn. Um, so um, <laughs> you, the reader, are a young woman who Mando has hired to be a caretaker for Baby Yoda, and you co-pilot the Razor Crest. And Mando is being terse and silent like he always is. Um, and so you just try not to annoy him. And he jets around the galaxy, continuing to collect bounties while you are like a babysitter for Baby Yoda, like a cool mechanic babysitter for Baby Yoda. Um, and so you have eyes and you notice that he's an awesome badass. <laughs> <laughs> and so you start to have this really big crush on him because he's super hot. Um, even though you don't know what he looks like under his armor, he never takes it off. But you have no indication, of course, that he returns your feelings because he's just being himself, very terse. And you don't ever want to annoy him, so you don't really speak to him that much. Like, you try to make yourself small and not bother him. So, um, as a side note, I really deeply relate to that because I'm a huge fucking annoying loudmouth and, like, quiet people fascinate me. And I sometimes <laughs> have this thing where I'm like, maybe if I don't talk to them, they'll respect me for not talking to them and we'll develop this connection or whatever. It doesn't work, but um, I, I've gotten into that dynamic a couple of times myself. And those poor quiet people don't know they've been in that dynamic with me because that they're being hunted. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that they are the quarry. Yes. <laughs> um, and we may have the wife of one of the quarry on on future episodes if Mira gets taken out by this baby. So we'll we'll talk. About that sounds that. so violent. Taken out. That's about right. So Mando comes back one day from a hunt and he is extremely injured. You can tell that he's limping and he's being very slow. And so Baby Yoda's asleep. He freezes his quarry and then he finds you and hands you a cauterizer and just starts taking off the back of his armor and shows you this enormous gash on his back that he needs you to cauterize so that he doesn't bleed out. And it's really horrific, and you're like, oh, fuck. Like, are you going to die? Like, what the hell? You're panicking. And he's like, it's going to be fine. Close it up. And so you see his skin for the first time. You realize he's definitely not a Gungan. He's a caramel latte Latino <laughs> hottie instead. So that's good. <laughs> Lady boner. Big yes. sploosh here. <laughs> uh, standards are low. We're just like, ooh, human skin. <laughs> nice. It's what um, 2020 has brought us to. Yes, it's true. Any contact. I, I, we are all Mando in 2020. Yeah, we're mm -hmm. like super starved for um, connection. So anyway, you're, you're cauterizing this huge cut on him, and he's in terrible, terrible pain, and he's having difficulty staying still for you to be able to complete this, right? So he kind of grabs your leg behind the knee and is like holding on to you, like trying not to, you're trying to stay still and silent for you to do this to him. And um, so you kind of start talking to him and joking around with him a little bit to try to distract him, which is like the first real interaction that you've had with him, like person to person. Um, and it goes surprisingly well. And you kind of rake your fingers along his back to distract him from the pain, which also works. And he starts to relax a little bit and you're able to finish. So you finish and you're like, yay, I'm done. And he doesn't say anything and he doesn't move. So you're like, oh, fuck, he's dead, right? So you're trying to feel his pulse. You can't feel his pulse. You're reaching your hand up under his business, his, his, his tunic. That sounds a little bit more business. exciting no. than it really was. His tunic to try to get, because his neck, if you'll notice on the show, if you're a creep like me, um, he's got kind of like a a, a, a turtleneck thing. Yeah, yes, fluffy turtleneck. There's, some, there's too <laughs> much of, stuff there. A little bit so of a cowl. 
Yeah, so yeah. you go up under there and you feel his pulse and you're like, wow, his pulse is fine. If anything, quite fast, right? And so then he grabs onto your arm and you're like, holy shit, he's awake. And he's like, just drags your hand like down his chest and you're like, oh yeah, it's on, right? So, it's business time. Yeah, it's business time. And <laughs> then we learn that Mando has a very dirty mouth and a quote, gorgeous cock and you jerk him <laughs> off and then he passes out and thus begins a very very smutty affair with mando <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah so before we get too deep into it i wanted to stop and ask you guys um how you feel about the reader insert aspect of the story because we haven't read one that's written in the second person like this before honestly it's way better than i thought it would be i Dang. am always very concerned because i mean everything is a little bit of a you know, self-insert, you know, playing to your own things you like when you're probably writing something, a scotch, I'd imagine. Yeah. But I, it's like, is it too far? Is it too specific then if it's full reader insert? And it's surprisingly natural, honestly. Like, you could have given the, like, insert character a name and it still would have worked, but it would have been, like, almost unnecessary fluff for how, yeah. how it's written. And honestly, didn't bug me. I, like would actually enjoy this a lot because it takes a lot of complication out of like maybe it's a weird pairing you have to find two characters you like enough or that are interesting enough but you do run the risk of finding a train wreck <laughs> yes how about you mira um i am a little bit on the fence about it like i think it really speaks to the quality of the writing that it doesn't take you out of it at all like i think it works super well and i like it the only thing that's a little weird for me is that like you know, this person, you still have like dialogue and a personality and like are presumably a sweet young thing, like whether or not you're in reality a giant pregnant woman. So, like, <laughs> you're a sweet me. young thing still, Mira. Don't question it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Mando so, can be like, into whatever he's into. <laughs> like it, it works super well, but then like I'm already imagining it as a separate character anyway. So like I don't know if it like needs to be in the second person because it's obviously not you. I don't know. I'm on the fence about it. I think I've read some bad second person things and uh, I think it's really hard to do well. So like this is incredibly well written and I enjoy it a lot and I, you know, it doesn't take me out of it at all, but I don't I know your if point. it like elevates it. Like it doesn't necessarily need to be from that perspective because the character that you are has a personality and has skills and has a bunch exactly. of things like that. I agree that it doesn't necessarily need to be in the second person because there's already so much detail written into the character that's supposed to be your insert character that to me that takes you out of like the self insert mode just a tiny bit. Like it doesn't right. ruin it or anything, but it's just unnecessary mystery about what your name is. Like <laughs> yeah. I can have just as much of a like whoo about knowing that her name is like, I don't know. Floyd or whatever the hell her name could be. <laughs> and that's fine. But it's like, honestly, I will say, while we're talking about this character that is your character, you're not just like a flat, potatoy little bimbo. I mean, there's moments where you're like full bimbo mode has come on, but oh, yeah. you're like an actual mechanic <laughs> and actually good at stuff sometimes, too. And yeah, there's like, like a lot of character traits mm -hmm. in there. So it's like, definitely not me. I suck. Oh. Yeah, it would definitely be, it'd be a really good like RPG character <laughs> to play. Yeah, I mean... I, I liked the second person part of it. I, I've never read one of these before because the concept is like off-putting to me, but I agree with you guys that it worked. 
Um, Mm -hmm. I relate very much to the traits of the reader character, um, except for her respect of other people's beliefs, which I do not share. (laughs) Like, you guys remember in the Luna episode where... I, I just, in real life, because I love Luna as a character, as soon as she starts talking about whirly gigs or whatever, I would just be like, shut the fuck up, Luna. Like, that's not really, <laughs> I do not respect your fucked up beliefs. And, and that would be me in here, too. But other than that, yeah. I think you I take think off his helmet immediately. <laughs> be like, Show me your sucker. face. <laughs> Are you hideous? Are you a troll? <laughs> um, but I think it's very interesting because... Because this is the reader, she can't describe very specific traits about the reader because it would take you out of the story, right? So we don't know what color the reader's skin is. We don't know what color their hair is. Um, We don't know if they're fat or thin or anything like that because I think she's trying to keep it open to whoever the reader would be. Um, We know they have lady parts. But she also cannot describe Mando's face because it is never shown. So she's written herself into this position where neither one of the main characters can she describe in serious detail, and yet I think it works surprisingly well. I don't know. Yeah, it works just... super well, really well. This is <laughs> works this for person me. is very skilled at writing. I must say, like, <laughs> no, like seriously, it seems like a hard move to pull. Like this was a power move. The style of writing, I feel like. Yep. Top god tier smut is what I call it. Okay. So, <laughs> um, Mando's super fucked up upbringing seems to have given him a bunch of fetishes. So I wanted to just play a little game of (laughs) name those fetishes (laughs) and see if you guys agree with me on all of the many kinks that he has. Um, I first I do agree that he would be fucked up like his upbringing of never like he am not being able to interact like face to face with anyone since the age of like it looks like six in the show that he became a Mandalorian. I'm, I'm sure would fuck you up. So Anyway, what do we got? Really into taste sensation. Really into that. Yes. Over loves. and over again into the taste sensation. Loves to taste things. <laughs> um, loves to see you, the reader, in Mandalorian armor. He gets a kink of that. <laughs> or in his clothes at all in general. Um, also, exhibitionism. Exhibitionism. Big, big yes. exhibitionism. <laughs> it's just like, I can't even be out of this helmet in public, so you get to be out of everything. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yep. And then um, a little bit of like, oh, he, you, at one point you beat him up because he's asking you to. He's training you how to fight because he secretly really loves you. Um, and he <laughs> totally gets off on having his ass kicked by you, too. He likes, he likes to be dominated. He likes pain, to dominate. Pain in general, which is why see, this thing happened in this first scene where she's cauterizing him and he's just like, whoa. Like, he freezes after it's over like, um, <laughs> <laughs> can we like continue this or whatever? Um, yeah, because pain in general seems to be a thing for him. His pain, not your pain. I would not be into it the other way. So Yeah, he seemed very not into to her being uncomfortable unless she was into it too. Like, it got a little spanky though. A little, a little spanky, spanky, but like you know, like <laughs> a little stinging. Not not like you know. She's got to be into it. It's definitely con- consent yeah. is important. It seems like even if it's like garbled and like you're out of it, consent it counts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, I think you're describing specifically um, something that the author tagged as consensual somnophilia. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> so, <laughs> do you want to mention that? Because I think you've alluded to it a little bit. Like, what happens there? Oh, just that she's so tired. I can't. There's a couple of moments where she's like super duper tired from from stuff, 
and he's just like eating her out the whole time just like it's like a salad bar with free refills he just keeps going (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he leaves so they they have this moment where they basically kind of have sex but they don't finish um which is actually pretty hot and dirty in its own way um but then he has to leave because their bounty like his little bleeper goes off Bleeper. And so she's waiting for him in a short-term parking space in Canto Bite for like three she's days. She's double parked. The meter maids keep going yes, by. Yes, the meter maids keep coming by. She has to pay. Yoda's being a baby Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> baby Yoda's Shows up, no. being a bastard. So she basically does not sleep for three days. And when he comes back, he's like, hey, like, we were like going to have sex. Do you want to have sex? And she's like, Yes, I really want to have sex because you're super hot, but I'm really fucking tired. And he's like, uh, can I just like, uh, play around then? And she's like, yeah, but I am going to fall asleep. Do you understand that I'm going to fall asleep? And he's like, yeah, is that okay with you? And she's like, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So then comes, yes, consensual somnophilia, Jesus fucking Christ, um, according to the tag. Maybe he's got a really strong jaw. I just feel like you'd get really tired from the marathon. It's described as like hours and hours. Hours and hours. And I just... That doesn't seem... That's that's like the most unrealistic part of this whole space story. He doesn't... Like, the thing is, his need for normal human interaction and touch is all being filtered into these, like, sexual encounters. So it might just really be... Cuddling with tongue. <laughs> but here's another thing. You can cuddle if there's constant, if there's constant business going on, I got lots of questions about his facial hair. Then clean shaven all the time. Can you not grow it? Is it long enough that it's soft? Because friction can be a problem. Yeah, you get a little rug burned. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes. <laughs> on both real, directions, there. Real Pedro has a kind of anemic facial hair situation, which he admits. So I don't know. I think that that would be the same for Mando, but. <laughs> I, I think he's shaving he's he's a considerate person um but so is she how- considerate like i mean has he got like sad oh him getting rug burn <laughs> i was worried about his beard i'm a monster <laughs> you're worried well, about no. him i'm worried about both i mean it's a two-way street there that's true we don't know well do you tell me reader <laughs> what is the situation i guess maybe it's, a, maybe it's just a disaster for days after that and he's got the helmet so who gives a shit yeah, <laughs> that's the whole like- point <laughs> I think he would shave you while you're asleep if it was a problem. Oh my goodness. That's a lot of trust. That's a lot of trust. That's a different kind of consent right there. She was really fucking tired. Okay, guys. (laughs) So in general, I think both of you have kind of expressed that there is some hot sex stuff going on. Um, Does the central relationship work for you? And how do you feel about the sex scenes in general? Hell yeah and hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank Yay. you. You're now my personal shopper for fan fiction. You've won. Because no, <laughs> I'm really surprised at how well it works for me because there's not a lot of character development, but at the same time it made me realize Mando's not a terribly complicated character to develop <laughs> yet. You know what I mean? Like it's consistent with the character in the show, so I'm like, mm, okay, sure. We're like episodic adventure buddies, so this works. It's shallow, but not like sad. And it's weirdly, for not going into anything, it's weirdly sweet sometimes. Like, yeah, I especially the the character of it changes towards the mm-hmm. end. It gets it gets deeper and sweeter because like I recommended this, and then I went back to read it again 
And I was like, oh, God, this is just porn. They're going to laugh at me. <laughs> this is just Well, porn. I mean, it is really porny, but it's good It is porn. very porny. Good. I'm glad you feel that way. Yeah. It's very, it's, it was, well, you shouldn't be. I mean, I'll, I mean, there's nothing left to hide. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> we all know everything. I was actually surprised by how romantic it got because you mm-hmm. described it as being like nothing but smut, but like, I'm actually really invested in their relationship. Me too. Now. Like yeah. this, I'm just going to just give this away right now that I'm going to follow for updates on this one. Like, yes. Cause this one's not finished yet. Um, and actually right before the show, I realized that there's chapter 14 up. So after this, is over, I'm probably going to read that, but yeah. <laughs> um, I loved the sex in this. I thought, um, Mando's fucking filthy mouth and the fucking filthy ass things he says mm-hmm. oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. pretty awesome um it's got kind of this naivete to it. it you can tell that he's an isolated character some of the stuff he says is kind of almost childlike mixed with really really fucking dirty but like yeah you know, <laughs> like he would call you like sweet girl or just say like that you're fucking pretty and stuff like that where it's not like Mr. Slick being like, oh, you're gorgeous and the sun shines from your hair. It's yeah. just like, he doesn't have the words. And so he's like, you are fucking scary. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, or you look fucking nice. Or like, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that where it's like, so, and I don't know, I found it effective. Gosh, I think golly, it, gee whiz, you look so nice. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't, I liked the sex in this a lot. So I'm not going to say but, but I am going to say and. There were a couple of things that did not ring super true to me in the sex descriptions, and I'm wondering if it's because I'm weird or if something's going on, so I'm going to run these by you you guys tell me. Okay. (laughs) First, spit for lube with vaginal sex. Not only... That's a thing? Okay. Because they acted like it was totally expected. Like, at some point, he can't take his helmet off, right? Spit for lube, it has to come from the chick. He takes his glove off. And gives her his hand, because he's a gentleman. Um, and she knows what he means at that point. I would not know what he means, but you're saying that is a thing. I I think at that particular in that particular scene, that's the one where he had like chased her down or something yes. like that. Yep, yep. I think he's not expecting her to be wet at that point. I think oh, he's okay. like, I'm about to take you, this is happening, I'm gonna and help she's you get like, there. Not necessary, I'm already there because you're super. Exactly. Okay, okay, okay. okay. All right, good. Okay. But yeah, I think like spitting on orifices for extra lube is definitely. I think okay. it's normal for anal sex. Like when I've read slash fiction and it's two dudes, that's a huge yeah. that's a huge trope there. I don't know if it's a trope. It's a thing. And so I almost wondered if this was a carryover from someone who might be reading a lot of slash fiction thinking that it was normal for um I think it happens. I think okay. it's just Something that varies a lot between people. I I like your explanation a lot. Okay, cool. I I, I hadn't experienced that before. Also, people vary in their fluid production. Well, we have to go to space CVS because I don't... (laughs) (laughs) I don't want spit situation, but I guess that's just me. I mean, we know she gets... She has no lubrication problems at all. She gets splashy, yeah. (laughs) You you don't need another uh, back-do shot after (laughs) having some too spitty of sex. Um, And then the second thing that just was a little strange to me is it's mentioned twice, her vagina making noticeable squelching sounds during sex. And I know that that could be possible, but... I just feel like with the breathing and the moving that happens. Jostling it, of armor. <laughs> yeah, he's wearing fucking armor. Like, I'm like, how on earth? 
How long is it just got to be like a plunger in a toilet squelch (laughs) for you to be able to hear that? I'm just like, what the fuck? But weren't most of those scenes with the plunger vagina when they were in like hyperspace, which is supposed to be like eerily silent, like devoid of sound? Because that got brought up a bunch too, like really drove home how quiet hyper hyperspace or speed or whatever super fast mode is (laughs) no hyperspace yeah yeah okay okay i think depending on the wetness and the positioning and stuff there can be some there could be some yeah Yeah, and there's a lot of like manhandling like she got like spun around like a top on that dick a couple times so (laughs) (laughs) manhandling he's in shape (laughs) (laughs) so you land on corellia with mando and while he's gone chasing his bounty, um, someone attacks you and Yoda, and you, Yoda, baby Yoda, again. <laughs> the child. The child. The child. Or, spoiler alert, Grogu. We learned his name this week. Sounds like Gogurt every time I hear it. I just... <laughs> <laughs> um, baby Gogurt. Someone attacks you, and you kill him. But uh, you've never killed anyone before. So there is a dead alien creature in the ship and you're freaking out and having like a panic attack baby yoda used his jedi power so he passes out you're alone and so you do what you've never done before and you call mando and say there's a problem right and you're scared because you know you might be giving away his position you don't know what's happening with him and you hear there's a bunch of fighting and you're like holy shit something's going on with mando right now um and so you're like never mind i'll call back later but he can tell you're fucked up and he's like what the fuck is the problem and she's like you know we were attacked Every, you know, we're fine. Baby Yoda's fine. I'm fine. Um, and he's like, I'm coming back. And so he comes back. You fly out to him and he just flies up into the sky, hops into the ship and you guys leave without the bounty because that he's, he's secretly very sweet. And he just throws <laughs> the dead body out of the ship because you're too scared to touch it. You're freaking out. He just throws the dead body out of the ship and doesn't mention it again. And then um, he comes in and sees you. And you're like, I'm fine, we're fine, I'm fine. And he's like, you're not fine. You have this huge gash on your arm. He had hit that creature, I don't know what it was, um, got you with a vibroblade, and you're bleeding. And so he really wants to give you a shot of Ebecta. And Ebecta is, so the Bacta tank is what Luke Skywalker was floating in at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. So Bacta in Star Wars is kind of just this magical healing goo. <laughs> and he has a Bacta shot, which is super expensive, Super addictive and awesome. It sounds fucking great. I want one. Um, <laughs> and she doesn't want to take the shot of Bacta because it comes in a huge, um, like, elephant-looking needle. And also it's super expensive. And she thinks that her injury isn't that bad. She's in total shock and not feeling the pain of it right now. They got interrupted trying to have sex on Canto Bite. Um, and neither one of them has forgotten about this. So he... Really wants to give her the shot. She says no. She starts crying, and he doesn't react very well to the crying. He's like, like some Who guys does? are, just Who like freaked, well freaked out by freaked out by lady crying and being like, whoa, 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 stop crying. So he wraps up her arm um, and treats it as regular wound, and she basically is like, wow, like she's she's sitting on his cot and he's standing between her legs, and she's like, this is hot. Like, hey, we should have sex. Like, remember we were gonna have sex and we didn't get to, and he's like. I would like to give you a couple of things. And one of them is a good dicking, which um, <laughs> they both want. Um, another one is the e-bacta shot. And the third thing he says is his name. He will tell her his real name. And she says, oh, fuck, that all sounds awesome. But I really don't want to learn your name as a part of a deal. I only want it if you want to give it to me. 
So he wants to give it to her. So he gives her the dick <laughs> and then he gives her the shot. And then he tells her his name, which is Din Jaren, as it is in the show. Also known as Dilf Jaren because he's a Dilf. <laughs> um, I love how sweet. upset she got, though. Like, she's all, boo-hoo, I'm so upset I killed a dude. And I love the quote where he's like, I've killed more dudes with doors than <laughs> yeah. you've ever killed. Just with doors alone. And I, I that fucking trying. cracked me up. I really enjoy how he doesn't quite get it. Like, he can't totally relate to her freaking out about it because he's just killed more people than he could possibly remember. Yeah, it's like, it's like he respects it, but he does not understand it. So it's yeah. like... Right. It's, he's like, every day you get up and you have a cup of coffee and you take out the garbage. What's the big deal? Like, <laughs> I wanted to go through to each person and do high points and low points for the story. Honestly, the low point for me balls i just it's just there was just too many balls there's very little balls there's not just the way that they're just very in focus in that minute and no (laughs) (laughs) right there i don't know it's just like you're going along it's all hot and then balls i don't know it's just not a taste it's not a taste (laughs) i would like in my mouth so i just don't want it oh jeez she sucked it once once. but it's very brief it's brief and then it gets on to other stuff, but it was still just like, ugh. Also, no balls. just uh, balls. Ugh. But they do, she does mention they're very smooth, I think, if I recall right. So he's a hairless unicorn as well. Yeah. Um, also, the yeah, coming on the face, just not my taste, but you know, that I can could, I could let that go. The low point really was the balls and the, I know it sounds weird, the use of the word tummy. Yes. Oh my God. That really oh. bothered me because it's like belly, really? abdomen, just like in the mo- tummy it's just feels too, very childish to yes, me. Like, in, wait, show me on your tummy where it hurts. Everything. It really yeah. bugs me. And so oh. it's yeah, weird. I it just took that. Just say belly. Belly's fine. Like Belly's fine. Almost anything. I don't know why, but belly sounds more childish to me than tummy. I don't know. I don't... No, tummy. Tummy wins. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like you see ads for like reduced tummy fat. I don't know. Tummy seems pornier than belly. I don't know. I don't know. But for stomach me, it just kind of took me out of it. And then what else here? Abdomen. <laughs> Thorax. <laughs> Depending um, on the planet, yes. <laughs> one moment that kind of took me out of it, it was on the edge. And this is a taste thing also, besides the lack of a taste for balls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> is legitimately, there's this quote that I, it, it happened a couple times, but I can't even, you're just going to have to listen to this quote. Okay. He makes a low noise in his throat in response, uses his hand to hold your jaw open and steady as he licks deep into the hot cavern of your mouth. And I, I just imagine she's getting like a tonsil check. Like it's just like <laughs> squeeze her mouth open and just like, blah, blah, blah. like, I don't know. Just describing a mouth as a cavern on the edge of being. I can get that. It's, it's not like a hundred percent like killed the lady boner. But I'm like, okay, let's just scoot past that. Let's just <laughs> keep going, blazing forward. So that was that was probably the only ones that were kind of low. High points, oddly enough, is we finally have an answer to space birth control. She's like, I'm on an implant. I found that like a fun detail to bother to bring up. Though I wonder if she's lying. I don't know why. I just, feel like, <laughs> I, I just was like, you're too willing to give that information up. Eye contact is real. But, so I, I have theories for the other chapters. <laughs> and then uh, my other high, high point was honestly the cute crystally water place. I know that's a large description, but. 
do, do just it. The, go into it. Tell us what happens at the crystal place because that will help. Well, me he pretty much like wrap this up. puts her his helmet on her and shoves her out of the plane essentially. Yeah. And he's like, "Let's jetpack, baby!" And she's like screaming and falling, pretty much free falling. And he's like, "Let's go!" And she's like very pissed until she takes the helmet off, and it's all like this glistening waterfall paradise in front of her. And she was like kind of bummed that she wasn't going to see a big body of water coming from a desert planet. That was something she had been looking forward to, and it hadn't really gotten brought up again. But it was, I don't know, weirdly sweet and uncomplicated. Like it was in line with his like inexperience, like. Innocence is not quite the right word, but like, and childish is not the word you want to use with this story. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> but it's definitely like a very pure, like, you wanted this thing. I found it while I was trying to murder that bro under that tree. Check it. You <laughs> yes. know? No, and I don't know. Amazing. It was just really, it was really sweet. And it was a nice little interaction between them. I think that was a high point for like, helping their characters make more sense. Because don't get me wrong, this has been a fun, sexy roller coaster, but suddenly I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Am I going to have feelings now? Whoa. <laughs> yeah, because so, um, the, the setup, which is revealed later in the story, is that she knew Quill, who was the Ignat guy, the Nick Nolte character um, in Mandalorian, and she lived on a desert planet, Arvala 7, and when they went to Naboo, she's like, I finally get to see an ocean, and she's been wanting her whole life to see this, because she was a moisture farmer, to see, like, like powerful big bodies of water like to know that that was possible and she had heard about it but had never seen it and so when she gets to Naboo and she hears there are no oceans on Naboo it's just a big I don't know it's kind of like a spongy planet it's covered in, in lakes it's like Minnesota um <laughs> sponge like Minnesota yes um she's very disappointed so yeah he pushes her out of the plane I love that too because there's a little bit of humor there I think his humor is a high point for me because he's so low-key like if he were to ever actually try to make a joke it would not ring true but like the little bits of humor like where um he puts his helmet on her and she's tired she's tired again I forget why she's so tired this time um and he wakes her up and he's like come on and he puts her helmet on and she's like wait is this a sex thing because I am ready for it if it is a sex thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, that's a good way to fall asleep. Too. We all are. But he's like, okay, and he's like, if I tell you it's a sex thing, will you just like shut up and like go? And she's like, yes. And he's like, okay, well, it's not a sex thing. And he pushes down the thing. It's great. It's she just wanted a little of that vitamin D, but instead yep. she got pushed out of a goddamn plane. <laughs> yep. But to a beautiful I crystal waterfall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. where she collected some crystals so i want to know if those are going to come back up mm -hmm. <laughs> anal beads oh, crystal beads <laughs> stick a baby yoda anal bead oh no <laughs> what oh no no i didn't go there we've well, gone I mean, too far she said okay so she picked out three crystals and one was clearly a mando crystal and one was a you crystal and one was a baby yoda looking crystal oh okay yeah 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 so we don't put it up our butt. <laughs> <laughs> or our noses or anything. But she just went into mom mode on me. Just <laughs> you just got told no. That's not what we do. Though <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm gonna I'm gonna sidetrack here. I'm getting like what kind of magical creature vibes from her? Like, what the hell is she? Oh, do you oh you don't know if she's human? Not normie human there's some shit oh i hope there's no shit i don't want to bella swan this bitch see i don't really <laughs> want that either but like she curved the like blaster shot 
No, that was Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda was like, Mommy and Daddy need to get married. I will describe that when we talk about the end. If we can do high points and low points without describing. (laughs) I'm sorry, I got so distracted. Okay, continue. I feel feel like I need to take a moment to say, don't put individual pebbles up your butt. Because you (laughs) need to have like a handle or a fluted end or something to pull it back out or you'll end up in the hospital. Disclaimer, disclaimer. If you're listening to this, we love you at least a little bit. And so please do not hurt yourself. with pebbles up the butt please crystals so, sound even worse than pebbles just saying well they're smooth i think crystals is the best thing to put up i think of crystals like like spiky There's scary ones a very long debate on the internet about whether or not you should use crystal uh sex toys i can't think of any negatives to that because <laughs> Some of them are very poisonous, and oh. you could corrode them with your business. You yeah. wouldn't I mean, get up salt, for Salt for is lulls. a crystal, technically. You could just... Salt your business? Yeah. Like, like a slug? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. All right. High points, low points. Back on the rails. Back yes, on the rails. Do you have any high points and low points for this? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, the high point... I mean, the sex is just great, like consistently great throughout. I like. You can't see me clapping too. Clapping. Yay! Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was trying to think of like specific scenes that were maybe my favorite. I'm like, they're all damn pretty, damn good. <laughs> um, and they vary enough, and they're like realistic enough to their relationship at the different points where it's like interesting. They're not just like getting it in the same way uh, every time. I don't know. I found it very. Yeah, good. there's not there's not too much of a formula for sure. I, I find that it's consistent with what they seem to like as characters, but it's not just the same shit every time. Yeah. Some and, stays um, fresh. I feel like it reads very true to the, to the show. It gets very episodic. Um, there's a really good adventure vibe to it. Like there's danger, there's like stakes, but it doesn't overwhelm you. Like it's something that you could still pick up casually and enjoy just for the sake of smuttiness. But like, <laughs> like you were saying, especially toward the end, like I really started caring about them. I'm like, Oh, I, I shit myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> at the end of the season, one of the ships that we're going to have to put in the list when we vote is you and Mando. <laughs> oh yeah. Forever. <laughs> yeah. We're going to say yes, me and Mando. Yep. And I thought, like you said, the humor was handled like super well. Like he's got this like very dry, like one liner kind of thing. And I actually found myself laughing out loud like a few times, which almost never happens when I'm reading. So that was pretty great. Uh, As for low points, I really didn't have a lot. I think the only thing I disliked was during some of the sex scenes, there would be like multiple paragraph descriptions of like body positions. And, like, I don't know if my blood is just not in the right area at that point, but I'm like, this is too complicated. (laughs) There is really strong descriptions of, like, even when they're on, I can't remember which spot, where they're fucking in a fucking alleyway. Can't tell Yeah, the The, the buildings are curved. The planet from the Rise of Skywalker, yeah. The buildings are curved, so it explains that she's, like, arching back on a curved building. Like, it's very detailed, which... I did find really interesting, but sometimes I like it slowed me up a little. Like I got tangled yeah. up. I'm like, where is your yeah. leg? Like where exactly? Like is it in by your ear? Or is it even attached anymore? We don't even know. <laughs> I but... think there was there was one time on the ship where like 
I don't know, there's just some complicated positioning going on with it's like your head is here and the neck is over here and like this is happening and yeah, then it definitely sounded like people here. were Yeah. And I'm like, is the P in the V? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't Definitely had to reread a couple paragraphs to be like, wait a yes. minute, do I need to draw a diagram? Where's my whiteboard? Exactly. Like, <laughs> we were getting a little into the weeds there for sure. I I guess I mean it wasn't enough but, to take me out of it, but I definitely see your point. I, I, and it I doesn't happen all of it. the time. It just occasionally. And like, that's me being super nitpicky. Like, I think the writing on this is absolutely stellar. So for me, um, high points, one of them, okay, the sex was great. Um, Mando's super hot. The voice of Mando, I think, is very true to the show, which is very yes. nice. Also, her dynamic with Baby Yoda. Like, to me, yes. as, as, a, as a mother, too, like, it's just like that that mixture of, like, love and protectiveness and also just resentment like you're just like go to sleep so i can fuck your dad like (laughs) as a not mom i didn't find it too far either it wasn't too like we're into like not not sexy zone like it wasn't so overwhelming that i'm like this kills my boner like yeah if it's too like daycare like wholesomeness i'm like i can't i can't mix those those are the oil and water those don't go together children and sexy time never for me yeah Mm -mm. well and also like she described it like in a way of just her feelings for baby Yoda were just taken for granted. She never really had to be like, well, I really, really love the kid and blah, blah, blah. And wow, isn't he cute? Like it was more like a fact of life the way it really is when you love some tiny, annoying, dependent creature, you know, that, (laughs) that love is there, but it's just kind of this big pervasive background force. So I thought that was really good. Um, I was really curious about that because Honestly, it's again from the other end of the spectrum. I'm like, is this true? Is this how it is? Like, <laughs> it is how it is. <laughs> baby Yoda is so much like a real baby. Um, I know John Favreau must have kids. Like, so much of the stuff about just like Mando trying to keep Baby Yoda in the actual show from like killing himself by doing dangerous things. <laughs> like, it's just that is a lot of the work of parenting. So I'm just like, Baby Yoda in general is very. Um, but I, and this is not a nitpick with the story at all. It's about baby Yoda in general. Baby Yoda eats whole animals like alive. He has teeth that look like a human toddler's teeth. He should have fangs like a freaking snake based on the way that he's eating things like on the show. No one would think it was cute. It would fuck everything up. But, like, based on his eating patterns, he should have a mouth like a shark because there's like like rows and rows of teeth to hold in things because he's not chewing them. He needs to just hold them and kill them to get them down in his throat. He should have like monster fangs. It would be gross. But like Yoda in Empire Strikes Back was eating pea soup and he has the appropriate mouth for eating like carbs and like How long have you been holding in this round? I've been holding it in for a long time. (laughs) But they do mention that he has terrible shits, so eating animals whole, not great for the bowels. In this story specifically, not in the show. It's coming. I'm sure they've read this. Yeah, oh my god, yeah, in this story they mention his shits are horrifying, which... (laughs) <laughs> i'm sure they are anyway back to the dick yes um, low points i don't really have low points except maybe the potential for wishing that it was more than it is so it is a little episodic and because it's so good you have like well maybe it could be the best thing ever if they you know so um the hype the hype could, could and put that's it in the danger. way i feel about the mandalorian show too like every time i watch an episode of it I enjoy it more the second time because the first time I'm almost hoping for it to be 
more than what it is. Like something like mm-hmm. seasons one through four of Game of Thrones or every season of The Wire where like things are just so interconnected and significant and like deep. And once you realize that's not what that is, you can really fucking enjoy it for being a damn good episodic adventure show. And that's what yes. I feel about this damn good episodic pornography that we have just read. It's great. <laughs> Amen. So um, I'm going to describe the end of the story now. The reader and Mando go to Tatooine for just, I don't know if it's even described. He needs repairs on the ship and he's going to pick up a bounty. Um, So you stop with Peli, I think her name is. It's Amy Sedaris in the show. You might remember Amy Sedaris. But all Mando tells the reader is he's got a friend on Tatooine and it's a girl. And so she starts to feel very jealous. She's very self-aware about this, but she's like, he's got this life outside of me. He's older than me. He's more experienced than me. I don't like this feeling about like him having this friend on Tatooine this, that's a girl. So she goes and stays with Peli. He goes off and does his business. She hangs out with Amy Sedaris and makes great friends with Amy Sedaris for a week. And Mando comes back and she realizes that Mando doesn't know Peli's name because <laughs> he does not actually have friends and she's not really his friend. She's just a person that he knows. And she's like, holy shit, like, I was worried about her and you don't even fucking know her name. Like, that's silly. <laughs> And he's like, were you jealous of the idea of this lady? And she said, I just don't want anyone else to know you the way that I know you. And so that's played off. Then he says, okay, we're going to go target shooting because he's trying to make her less vulnerable because she's not a fighter. Um, She's very easy to relate to. She's not a fighter. And so he's been trying to train her to fight. And so he takes her target shooting and... She's having a really hard time with it, and and she hates it. And she's like, I suck at this. And I really relate to that, because I'm sure I would suck at it. And then he says, make this next shot, and I'll marry you. And then she makes the shot. <laughs> and then she she is nowhere near making the shot. And then she's like, ha, 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 that was a fluke. And she shoots again, and she makes the shot again. And then she's like, what the fuck? And she shoots again. And she's not even trying to aim. And the... The blaster noticeably bends and she realizes that baby Yoda has woken up and is like <laughs> making it hit the target, right? Be and my so, mommy. Yes. He's bashing those Barbie dolls together himself. <laughs> she get married. Um, so <laughs> then um, the obvious fuckery going on with those blaster shots is attracting attention at this shooting range. And so they get the fuck out of there. Um, and then he takes her to Hoth where he has a bounty to pick up. And he says, I will be back within 16 hours. She's like, oh, don't leave because they're super loved up and everything's super hot and romantic and stuff. She's a little bit weirded out by this marriage thing that he mentioned because she doesn't know if he was joking. And so she's like kind of put off balance. She doesn't want him to go. And he's like, I have to go, but I will be back within 16 hours, which is not usually he'll just leave. And and she has to wonder when he's going to come back. Um, And you realize later he says he'll be back within 16 hours because that is as long as he figures that he can survive out in the cold of hot. So he's like, well, I'll either be dead or I'll be back real soon. Um, I'm not back. We're just come find where my corpse is. Yep. Yep. So she gets really, really fucking bored. And they actually, it's funny descriptions about how she has organized all of the wires, like beautiful wire management of like, <laughs> if you're into IT at all, like you can see the servers with mm-hmm. the beautiful wires and the zip ties and stuff. Oh she yes. Real to my the, life here. Yes. She's fixed the fuck out of that ship. She's really bored. So she and baby Yoda go outside and she practices her target shooting. Cause she's like, someday I want Mando to wife me up. I need to be good at shooting. <laughs> um, and she's shooting and she sucks at it again. Cause Yoda's not doing his thing. 
Baby Yoda's not doing his thing. Um, and then Baby Yoda starts freaking out and is leaving the area of the ship. And it's very fucking cold because they're on Hoth. And she's like, no, fuck that. And so she tries to grab him and he's fighting and fighting. And she's like, fine, we'll go look at what you want to look at. But I will carry you. And she goes over and she sees like Mando face down in the snow with his quarry um, on a hill. So she goes out to him and he's frozen. He's not conscious. She brings him back to the ship and pulls him into the shower and tries to warm him up. He's not waking up. She's freaking out. She's crying. Um, Baby Yoda tries to heal him. Baby Yoda passes out because he does that when he uses his force powers. And so she's alone. Um, she thinks he's going to be okay. And so she like, gives him like warm stuff. And then she goes out and gets the dead quarry that he had been dragging back, the person he had, been, had captured, and freezes him in carbonite. Which is a huge deal because dead bodies freak her out because she's normal. Um, and then <laughs> she comes back to him and he wakes up and he's like extremely disoriented and freaked out. And she's like, it's fine. Um, she takes his helmet off, but she doesn't look at him and he and Baby Yoda doesn't look at him either. The lights are all off. So she's like, nothing happened. Everything's fine. And they're in hyperspace. And he's like, what happened to the body? And she's like, I brought it back. It's in carbonite. And he's like, oh, holy fuck, you're the best. Because she is the best. Um, best girl. <laughs> yes. And then she describes how she found him. And he said, why were you outside at the ship? And she says, I was target shooting. And he said, did you hit the target? Which is, again, mm. a callback to, I will marry you if you hit that target. And she's like, not yet. <laughs> and Because um, she's, I don't know, really honest. This is another point where I would just lie. But <laughs> <laughs> I'd go for that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, nailed it. He can vouch for me. Yeah. So then um, she says, why did you say that you would marry me if I hit the target? And he said, when I came back and you said you didn't want anyone to know me the way that you know me, that's like what the Mandalorian like wedding vows basically are. Like, yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. He's just like, when Mandalorians get married, there's no ceremony. You just take off your masks and you say, I know you. And like in their language, like no and love, like basically mean the same thing. It's just like, I will know you forever. I know you. <laughs> I don't want anyone else to know you the way that I know you. And so he like t- gives this whole business. It's super sweet. And he said, I knew you would say no, but I still wanted to say it. Um, and she's like, how did you know I would say no? And she, he's like, you didn't want to hear my name until I was ready to give it to you. And she's like, you're right. And I would say no because I want it to mean what it's supposed to mean. I don't want it to be something that just comes out or whatever. So that's where we end chapter 13, which this is unfinished. <laughs> my Middle school girl heart is over here pitter-pattering because I was like, oh, this is going to be balls to the walls, porn. And then it's like, get ready for the feels. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, my God. So You'll be in switch. The story mm-hmm. is not finished. Where do you think the author is going to take it next, if you just had to guess? Because we're treating this as a complete thing right now. Well, for me right now, now that I've, I must have missed that detail where Baby Yoda helped out, which makes it way better for me i don't want her to be some like you said mira some bella swan shit where she's special i just want her to be kind of normal and there there's nothing wrong with being good at computers like me mechanics yeah but like there's nothing wrong with being like not super special just being like i'm good at 
cable management <laughs> is a perfectly fine skill set that can make you too much money a year at like places Wait, like also, you know Intel. <laughs> she's like great for him. Like mm-hmm. she respects his crazy creed. She's like, I will fuck the oh, shit out yeah. of you and fall in love with you without having ever seen your face. Totally. Take care of your monster baby. Like mm-hmm. that's one thing too. This is a consent fantasy. Just feel the consent wash over you. It makes me so happy. It's a big deal for me. <laughs> But no, I would say from here, since she's not going to become a magical, I don't know, space vampire, hopefully, knock on wood here, <laughs> um, that glitters in the moonlight or whatever. I, I don't know. I think the adventures might just continue. And it seems like the author is pretty hilarious from the author notes, honestly, and yeah. self-aware and listens to what the fans want. So she was apologizing in one where she's like, I'm sorry, we're not going to go for the full dick suck yet. I'm a thirsty bitch and I need him going down on her more. And I respected <laughs> that so much, but... I, I think it's just going to keep going, and I hope it does. I, I mean, I hope they end up having a little bit more, like, sweet interludes like that to, you know, help that Lady Boner train keep rolling full steam. But <laughs> you just keep doing what you're doing, girl. You're doing good. I'm not going to question this this formula you got. You just take my money. It's fine. <laughs> what do you think, Mira? I think it depends on how long she wants to write it. Like, if she's just going to keep up with the series and, like, and keep up with the episodes, I think we're going to get like a little minor drama to slow down their role a little bit because yeah. right now they're just like we're getting married we're gonna go elope like right now Yay. so I, I think something hard is about to hit i hope she goes um, into mandalorian culture more because the series <laughs> never will probably yeah and i think it'd be really cool to learn at least this author's lens of what mandalorian culture is like and how an outsider would be like woven into that. I find that actually legitimately interesting. Like the linguistic stuff that she mentioned, she just made that up, right? That's not I, I don't know, something. man. I'm not a pro. As far as as far as I know, that was original content and it was great. It was like mm-hmm. well detailed and awesome. So That was top tier. I think they've dropped some hints that she may become Mandalorian, which I really hope doesn't yeah. happen because I I mean well, it's cool for her to become a badass, but I don't think it's cool for her to, like, basically have to cover up forever, because I think it's weird and mentally not right, but... Um. <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to cover up to the right people. That's I mean, for, Ma- for Manda to do those things to you? I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe I mean, I'd sign up, too. It's worth it. It's worth it. But, like, she is making... So he his old armor, if you watch the show, he had um, armor that was not Beskar. It was Mandalorian armor, but it wasn't Beskar. And it's he gets destroyed by this uh, snorty monster thing on Tatooine, or it's not Tatooine, it's Arvala Seven, the desert planet that looks exactly like Tatooine. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he has this old fucked up armor, and when she's with Peli on Tatooine, she this real Tatooine, she fixes it and basically fits it to herself. Um, and he's trying to teach her to defend herself, so it kind of seems like they might be working into this idea that she may become a Mandalorian. I would like her to be self-sufficient. I would like her to be capable, but I don't want her to be full Mandalorian because I just think it's oppressive to have to wear that shit all the time. Yeah, her. I'm torn because I feel like there's some overtones of, like, if it's okay for a dude to be fully covered and that doesn't trigger anything, that it should be okay for a lady to be fully covered for consistency reasons. Like, that's just how I feel about it. I just don't think he... I mean, I think it's emotionally unhealthy for him, too. I don't think anybody Then that's that's a consistent thing. That that makes sense to me. But if it's inconsistent, then I have questions for you. But I do really like a creed. I really like the idea of, like, like a loyalty thing. Like, 
it doesn't exist unless you become like a legitimate monk and <laughs> obviously none of us are going to become monks <laughs> <laughs> but i like the idea of like a group of people working together there's like a code of ethics that's very serious but not necessarily religious i don't know i find that really interesting that there's like general be a good dude but maybe you could show your face or get your bits yeah. touched well that i just could think be better. his profession <laughs> is too dangerous like they have not addressed the fact that he could easily not come back or she could easily get killed every time then you, you know, just like, get a fresh yeah. one oh like, my god it's hard one. to find a good mando is hard to find this <laughs> is true but if she's a baller she can go murder through space and do her own thing that's true i don't know yeah, well, that's why he's probably trying to get her to pump iron Yes, he's trying to get her. Man, it's get- so charming how he loves it when she beats the shit out of him. He's like, oh, yeah. And she's like, do you like this? What the fuck is wrong with you? And then they, they yeah, seriously. They totally bang I could talk about that sex all day long, but we don't have enough, we don't have enough minutes in the day to go into this. Woo! Okay, Everyone so- listening, go read this shit. This is a mm-hmm. golden one. Top God tier. Top tier smut. Mm-hmm. The, best, mm-hmm. the best sex scene in the whole thing is where he's like, Wait, are you in Tainal? And she's like, I don't know, are you in Tainal? I don't know. You want to do butt stuff? I do butt stuff if you want to do butt stuff. <laughs> you think that's the best one? And then they get no. interrupted. But it's hilarious. That one. that one is funny because he specifically, I mean, we talked about how his, his dirty talk sometimes ventures into the naive and childish, where he's just like, going to stick my thumb in your butt. <laughs> Put the glove on, dog. The glove is on. Oh, yeah, the glove's on. Yeah, yeah. that was weird. That, that was too far. <laughs> I think about but... it like plate armor, and that just seems not great. It was cute, though, because the, you can tell that they're both like, I don't know, like, I'm super into you. We could do stuff, yeah, I guess. Yeah, she's like, I've said no to guys before, but I would probably do it for you. And he's like, oh, really? Um, but... <laughs> There are, like, because she has a blog going on, and there are people, like, actively every week being like, when are we going to get anal? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for this author. She I'm, like, stoked do for this author, though. Like, I don't know. It seems like she's responsive to people, but still, like, she's like, I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a thirsty bitch and need more of what I want. And she still does her, does what she wants. Yep. Like, she can be suggested but not overly influenced it feels like and also i'm assuming is she i didn't even think it about is, it, it is but... a, it is a woman yeah okay. i just assumed i don't know why i'm gonna say it's a woman just because of how many times it mentions your pelvic floor i just do the research before the show so that i can just say she and be comfortable we haven't run into one that's a man yet so no i wait for the day though and we're looking for you, bro. Like, we're looking for <laughs> we'll you. We'll find you. <laughs> we'll find you. <laughs> okay, so, would you recommend this story? Fucking yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Go All stop right. what you're doing. Get yep. to work. Yep. Make okay, sure you too. have a friend that is in your quarantine bubble to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that she should change her tag from Favreau Forgive Me to... Bevro, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. She's done them a, a service for sure. They should read this. There needs to be Disney X as well as Disney Plus. <laughs> Dude, Pedro Pascal is a total mensch and he would totally go along with it. He'd be like, fine, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, 
As we have been repeatedly discussing these last few episodes, Mira is due to have a baby very soon and will need to take a break from the podcast once her baby arrives. So here to introduce her first Shipwrecks pick is our friend Kylie. If you follow us on social, you're already familiar with Kylie's voice and humor because she's been creating a ton of social content for us, starting from episode one. I am super pumped to get Kylie in front of a mic and to see what depravity you have in store for us. But first, Kylie, do you want to tell our listeners some of your rough demographics and about your background and experience reading fan fiction? Absolutely. Hi, I'm Kylie. I'm uh, in my mid-20s and I like food and pretty dark-haired ladies. Um, my experience with fan fiction, I actually read um, quite a bit of fan fiction when I was in high school, but it was like very PG, not compared to the things that we read. Um, so I have experience kind of reading like Mario and Peach and maybe some Disney uh, fan fiction as well. Cool. And I know um, you're a big Star Wars head, too. So could you describe what Star Wars media you've watched or read and what you're into at the moment? Ooh, yes. So I have watched um, the sequels, the prequels, the original trilogy, um, obviously like all of the like little side stories like uh, Solo and Rogue One. Um, I've been really digging The Mandalorian. I think that's been a really great show. Um, But I do have to say Solo has been really good and Rogue One has been also really good too. I actually have a Jin Orso jacket and on the inside the lining has the Death Star plans, which is pretty sick. Oh, <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> cool. So we're being jerks and making you pick a story for your first time. So could you give us a short intro to your pick for next week? Absolutely. So I'll be reading Till There Was You and You by Fight Your Dragon. So this is a Poe Dameron's uh, slash Finn story. Um, You get a little bit of Ray in there, but it's mostly between these two fine gentlemen. There is not really any explicit warnings besides some explicit sexual content, um, which is kind of the theme of our show. So I feel like if you've gotten this far, you'll be fine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Poe suspects he should be too old for this. Really, he should, but he doesn't care. Finn is, well, he's special. Poe feels like he knows him somehow, but not enough. He's drawn to him like gravity, like something someone with more poetic ability could describe. Until now, Poe has never managed to find someone who makes him want to stay for very long. Maybe he's too picky. Maybe he has commitment issues. Whatever the case, he's still alone, even though he doesn't really like it that way. And now there's this gorgeous ex-stormtrooper and his gorgeous friend Ray, and Poe doesn't know how he fits into the dynamic, but he wants to. He's almost afraid to admit it, but after their few short interactions, he's already a little bit in love. Besides, someone has to teach them about good food and birthdays and friends and sex, or, you know, they could teach him about the last one. Dun, dun, dun. Thank you. All right. (laughs) Cool. So we'll see you next time for your first real episode. See you guys soon.